Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is January 26th. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Reddy and DC has been uh, conducting conference calls from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, uh, you need to keep your camera on. Let our team know that you're a newcomer. Hi, Rahul. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I come under my, I'm working in pharmaceutical industry as a scientist, and I think I come under as an essential work employee. I want to expedite my EAD. So what documents to be? It is not the essential workers that will be expedited. It's only the healthcare workers. Oh, only healthcare workers? Only healthcare. So particularly if you are not clinic or any clinical related though, they may not expedite. You can try at the most, but don't make any wrong statements. You can try. They may not expedite. They may expedite. Depends on the officer though. But it looks very weak if you are in a pharmaceutical research though. If you are a pharmacy person who's handing the medicine to the patients, then it looks different. Okay. Next person, please. Nitin. Hi, Rahul. Can, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, good evening. So um, I was, uh, I switched uh, from uh, EB3 to, uh, you know, uh, EB2, like just last week, right? Uh, now with the whole 485J, that uh, new thing coming in, uh, for people who are applying new right now, uh, my attorney said, you know, he's like, you don't have to worry about it because we already took care of it. But uh, is there any chance that uh, the people who are applying their, uh, from Texas Service Center, now California Service Center will do it? Well, 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 there's no California Service Center. There is no Texas Service Center. Just the address that you're mailing is California. But if you have not, if you have not mailed to that address, if you have not sent the 485J supplement before though, and you have filed the interfiling, I would request that you do it again. Okay. So just like last week ago, uh, about 10 days ago, my attorney... Uh, I know, I know, I know. But... Yeah. Previously, we shot the arrow in the dark. Now we know where the target is. Yeah, I got some kind of a confirmation that something, something has happened. I mean, like something changed, case status changed with some, looks the same. It's up to you. This is my advice. I agree. So there um, is a designated officials, designated address, designated form, which all three were not there last week. Correct. These guys, I mean, I work for a big four and we have internal in-house and they said, no, you're good. So tough luck. Uh, so second question, at last. I mean, uh, on August first week, we you know we submitted 485 and all that stuff. It's you know, um, I have I'm I have a Canadian PR also, 
so for that uh, dropbox thing for h1b stamping you know while all these things are coming ead is not really in sight i don't know how how long it will take it's been almost four and a mm-hmm. half months now Mm-hmm. um i need an appointment right for h1b the drop box or you know to go to canada and drop my yeah you need an appointment you need an appointment but did you get your previous visa approved in canada or is it in india yeah, yeah i've never gone to india it's easier yeah, yeah. you you so have to get the drop box yeah but yeah appointments are only in 2023 so okay thank you so much 2023 yeah i keep, keep it checking though they keep opening though all right i will Thank you though. Next okay. next person please. Anaya. Yeah, hello. Hi Rahul and Nitya Agarwal. So, uh, um uh, I have a question regarding interfiling and uh, the two three variables. So, first one like my priority date is December 2011 and my EB3 I140 got approved last year in August and I have a daughter of 19 years old. so if i do the re- uh, interfile for eb2 i do not we at this point of time since priority date is current in both the things though mm-hmm. we so, do not so. recommend interfiling right now okay and we may change our opinion mm-hmm. in the coming weeks so because no. you are current in both yeah and so another another variable is like i have two i485s uh, for same eb3 downgrade uh, from That's last what? so what happened was like first they send a courier with fedex to uscis and the attorney's got uh, replied that it, it could not it could not deliver it so they send the packet again after two days so i have two i485s and we got also like two sets of ead and ap card for all of us so everything is double so can i take that advantage and just do interfile only for one i485 yeah you have a point yeah <laughs> you can <laughs> Uh, okay so and uh, so so i can i can stand in both queue right with that one i for yeah, yeah that's fine you're fine and then right. since your child is still under 21 mm-hmm. you're good you're fine okay thanks and 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 the uh, last question is like so when my i140 for eb2 uh, app got approved that time my company's name was different and they just changed the name uh, up 5 years back so and everything else remains the same you know the ei and, and tax information everything else so is it fine if i do interfile they can, they are going to give us a company's name change later as well uh, but is there anything yeah, else yeah. include the, inc- include the company change letter name change letter okay okay got it yeah thank you thank, thank you, you so much next person please urumala hey sorry um, yeah this is regarding the h1 uh i i uh, in the past uh, i have an h1 uh, which is active uh, with employer 1 and uh, i transferred my h1 uh, from employer 1 to employer 2 and which was active for a couple of months and i worked for both the companies um so now i want to go to india uh, is there any issue with that you mean to say you work both the companies at the same time yes at the same time Uh, I want you to contact a lawyer because that's a violation of status. Did the second company filed as a concurrent H one B? Ah, uh, no. You need to contact a lawyer because how you fill the DS one sixty form, um, all those things should be revised by a lawyer though, because you have to say that you violated the status by working for two companies. Ah, uh, okay. 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 Next person, please. Now this is not applicable if you file for the concurrent filing H one B guys. that's perfectly all right you don't need to consult a lawyer but if you have worked for two companies at the same time and they didn't file the concurrent h1b you may be in trouble 
Yeah, next person, please. Hi, Rahul. Um, so my uh, priority date is uh, May 2011. I have applied mm -hmm. in uh, downgrade with the previous employer. The mm -hmm. I-140 is not approved, still pending. Employer mm -hmm. not uh, willing to uh, do premium processing. Can I interfile with this employer? We do not recommend interfiling unless I-140 is approved. Okay. If, if, if you have such a tough nut employer, though, I may request you to refile the entire 485 application. But the second employer has an I-140 in EB-2? Second employer, current employer, he filed in EB-3 and I have approved I-140, uh, but I don't have EB-2-140 uh, with that. The current What's the priority? I would actually refile your application if the company is not if the company, previous company is not doing a premium processing, I would refile application rather than interfiling. Okay. But if, 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 uh, he, if he was going through interfiling, I said, uh, you know, give me some time to discuss. Uh, but what, if we transfer the basis to EB2, we can withdraw the EB3. First of all, first of all you have EB3 with company B. Yes, yes. But I filed it and it went to the Texas Service Center. Which one is going to say? The, the current one with the current employer. You mean to say the I-140 or 485? Uh, the 485. You said you have only one 485, but that was with the previous company. No, we have two 485s. One was oh, filed with the previous me. company, uh, and the second one we filed with the current company with the labor and uh, 140 approved in EB-3, and that uh, went from MSC, they transferred to Texas Service Center. You did not tell that before. Sorry, <laughs> my I, I, I was telling you that you should file with company B one more time and then you did not tell me. Okay, so you have two 485s. So right. what is your question now? So in the with the old company, can I, I have EB2-140 approved. The EB3 is not approved yet. So can but, I... But you are... No, I wouldn't recommend doing interfiling with okay. the previous company. Okay. I would not recommend. Because your I-140, underlying I-140 is not approved. No, not approved. Yeah, we do not recommend. At this point of time, we do not recommend. Okay. So what this lawyer was saying, if we take it out, you don't need to consider the EB3 anymore. Your EB2 will be active. And, uh, and, no? no. The basis for the whole I-140 for which it was pending, um, we, we don't think so that is a proper way. Though. Right. I saw your video on uh, TVHL last night. And, okay. uh, and then I said that, uh, you know, it is not recommended. Can we do a refile? Uh, he said uh, that, Oh, once the EB3 is, uh, you know, we withdraw it and your 485 is based, is, is changed to EB2. Oh, Why? come on. Yeah. Next person, please. That's all wrong procedure. Naina? They should have just to the premium processing. They're doing all these other drama with you. Go ahead. Uh, next person, please. Hi, Rahul. This is Naina. So um, I, my green card was filed in EB2 and I have an approved I-140. Last October 2020, I switched from EB2 to EB3, downgraded. And then 14 months later, I got my EAD card in December of 2021. Did you got your I-140 approved? Uh, no, EB3 I-140 is still pending. Mm -hmm. Now I'm yeah. thinking of switching, like interfiling from EB3 to EB2 because, you know, the priority date is at January 2013 and mine no, is 16th. No. I, we do recommend I-140 to be approved. I, EB-3, I-140? To be it approved. We do recommend. It doesn't matter. EB-2, I-140 is approved. We already know your EB-2, I-140 is approved. 
So I'm still stuck with that EB3 I140. Why can't you do premium processing? Okay, about I was coming to that. I did it three times, spent $600 because my lawyer charges $600 just for filing. $1,800. Every time? Every, Every time. time. Yes, they are That's the biggest lawyer. You know who I'm talking about. Buggers, starts with a F. So <laughs> I have already wasted $1,800 and I was about to ask you any recommendation to get it passed. I even contacted the senator here and it's been 20 days. He said to wait for 30 no, days. No, it has to be a lawyer has to contact. I know they are not doing it. I contacted my company lawyer and asked them to do an, I raised an SR also. And the answer was that we will not tell you. Any yeah, we, I would still not recommend you to do the interfiling matter. So I should That's, stay. Yeah. Next person, please. I'm sorry about that. Okay. Thank you. Satish. We charge $100 and we file 10 times refiling sometimes. For the same $100. You don't charge each time, but anyway, next person, go ahead. Hi, still we have criticism. Go ahead. Yeah. Hi, Rahul. Yeah, my uh, EB3 approved, uh, downgraded, and uh, I interfiled two weeks back. But <laughs> the interfile is not included with a 485J and the new address that doesn't, yeah. We so, don't know that. We don't know that. Your lawyer doesn't know that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That, the address uh, never existed. We didn't correct. know that 485J has to be filed. Yeah, yeah. So my my I, I requested my employer. They they're doing it uh, this week. So nice yeah. Employer, nice I, thank you, thank you. And the question is, after this four eighty five J, I get a notice, right? So yes. uh, with that notice, can I stay for six months uh, with the company? Not needed. It's uh, it's a little bit debatable thing at this point of time. If you leave within six months, what is going to happen? They are mm -hmm. telling that. They are telling that you have to stay for six months on there. I don't know how they are going to interpret it because the 485J cannot be, there's no withdrawal process for 485J. Mm -hmm. So that is debatable at this point of time. We're working on it to see how they are going to interpret it. Okay. But, I have but for, irrespective uh, of, irrespective right. of, if you right. do the interfiling, if you move though, your 485 will not be denied. At the most, EB2 may be in trouble. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Next, next person. Thank you. Hello. You have to unmute yourself, ma'am. Yeah. Okay, Can ahead. you hear me? Okay. Hi. Yes. This is Pallavi. Uh, actually, the question is about my uh, father-in-law recently uh, renewed his passport. He changed his name. So only the spelling of the first name is changed. We had his uh, travel visa stamped three years back. So now that one has the old spelling of his first name and the new passport has, of course, the new name. Uh, so I wanted to know if that is going to cause any issue in immigration when he travels. And if yes, what document should we carry from India so that we do not have to re-stamp because getting the dates and everything looks quite difficult this, at this time. And we are planning his travel soon. Here is the problem. He, he, he should carry the name change though. He should carry both passports though. One mm -hmm. problem with them is that when you book an appointment, uh, sorry, when you book a flight though, they're tracking you from that time. Who you are, okay. what you are, what's the visa status. You have to put that information is right online when you go there. So that may conflict it. Can you have him get the Dropbox and get the stamping again? Yeah, we are actually trying to avoid that because we're not getting the dates. So we are trying to find some other yeah, documentation. Yeah, I don't know, ma'am, actually how it's going to work. I mean, 
it'll be very hard for them to turn him down but he must be willing to sit down in the custody of them for a couple of hours when they come into the united states or maybe four or five hours he has to sit there because they have to verify if he is the proper person or not okay if he carries both the passport still there not only both the passport had... but the name change document too okay so the name okay. change document when you say what exactly you mean by that in india there is something called gazette that they will issue it that will he okay. needs to carry the gazette and there is will be a court that is a gazette document that he needed to carry with him okay it That's will have laundry list by 100 100 pages but you need to point out which page his name is in there and show it to them okay okay okay, okay. next Thank person you. please sudakar hello rahul yes uh, yeah so my priority date is may uh, 2012 actually i downgraded from my b2 to eb3 mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, in july of last year i down i mean i, I downgraded and what is the date exactly uh, 2012 uh, may 8th 9th sorry okay. may 9th yeah mm-hmm. so it's more than 6 months i is your i140 approved yes i actually okay. applied after i140 i140 approved Mm-hmm. because like uh, initially they go ahead, uh, go ahead. what's your question yeah so my question is like i passed that 180 days mark like aos was filed almost like now 200 days and i mm-hmm. got the ead this week uh, mm-hmm. and i have a new offer so my attorney is saying that uh, you need to you should not change the job so i didn't understand why you are obligated to stay with the current employer says are you trying to interfile or are you just wanting to change no i would just want to change because uh, i am just backlogged by 4 months so i just still want to stay in eb3 which lawyer is telling you to say uh, my company lawyer well the request is he's your company lawyer what do you what do you expect him to say leave my client would i say that no i will say stick with my company it's a good company okay. no you can change okay. no problem with it okay. you're asking the wrong guy and okay and second question is like uh, last month i got an rfc sir supplement j uh mm-hmm. and uh, we submitted uh, last month and uh, this month like uh, first week of this month uh, even the status got updated so once i move really? to the new company again i need to do supplement j or like uh, it's okay i would strongly you. recommend you do okay okay i'll do that yeah thanks rahul that's one question next person please mishra you know appreciate your time with your responses um so my priority date is october 31st 2013 Mm-hmm. um and um, have october 31st which year uh, 2013 okay um so and i have uh, approved on for this in eb2 and eb3 i downgraded october 2020 and i have approved on for this uh and we received eads for both me and my wife mm-hmm. uh, my current h1 expires on april 9th uh, this year um and since the new usca statement um promoting to upgrade or interfile So I do not anything. recommend you f- do the interfiling right now. Oh yeah. So I I I don't want to do it. I just want to wait it out. But the problem is my wife is on H4 EAD right now and she needs to file for an extension or give a new copy at the office. So um if she uses the EAD that we received um on the EB3 will we be tied up to the EB3 and will not be able to interfile in future no you can interfile in future okay 
So even though my wife submits, uh, both of us can interfere in future two D two. Absolutely no problem with that. All right, that's good. Thank you. Next person, please. Rohini. Hi, Rahul. Uh, I'm currently on OPT. Uh, I mm -hmm. have two more chances, and I'm a full-time employee right now. So I have a. I'm looking for another opportunity. So I wanted to know if. the potential employer even before i joined can they also apply for my h1b in march along with my current employer we in general do not recommend duplicate filings because of fraud involved in it though so unless we know that you have two jobs certainty we cannot tell you you should proceed with it because every month we represent a lot of these lawyers as uh, a lot of these employers we represent them in the criminal courts okay so until we i want, i actually take another offer they are not supposed to apply. i don't know ma'am i can only tell you one thing we do not recommend duplicate filings period okay unless you are actually doing two jobs okay okay yeah Thank next you. person please gopi because 99% of the time there is fraud involved in it Go ahead, Gopi. Yeah, hi, Rahul. So the question is for actually my mother has a green card from since two thousand fifteen, and she came here, you know, in two thousand eighteen and left. And since that, she's not back to US, and she'll be planning her visit. Would she be allowed back to US or no? She has to surrender the green card, and then she has to apply for the visiting visa. So how does that work? I mean, surrender means what? How there is a surrendering a green card. There is a. Um, There is a form there that uh, that she needs to. Um, it's called I four zero seven form, and she needs mm -hmm. to submit to the consulate, and then she has to apply uh, apply for the visiting visa. And I'm giving you the form. Okay, but she should not attempt to come here. No, no, no. sir. They will okay. put her in the detention, and after three or four days, two or three days of detention, they send her back. Don't okay. do that. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Satya. Hey Rahul. Uh, Rahul, uh, I have a quick question. So my uh, employer actually filed my. Uh, so my priority date is uh, April two thousand thirteen, and uh, I I recently moved to a new employer, and my employer filed my uh, EB two one forty in May. Uh, while we are waiting for EB two one forty receipt, I mean. Um, my eb3 got current so we filed eb3 140 and 485 all together so mm -hmm. eb3 140 got approved 485 we haven't got any uh, eads or anything so far so the fingerprints are done so considering if we uh, if um, and eb2 140 is still pending so um, considering if the next visa bulletin if the if my dates become current uh, do you suggest uh, to go to do interfile um But by before interfiling, do you suggest uh, me to convert the EB to the pending EB to one forty to premium? Yes, that's for sure. And uh, after the after it after its approval, uh, in case if my dates get current in the next visa bulletin, I can go ahead and file the interfile, right? I can. You can do that, but first get the one forty approval. If I were you, I will spend the premium processing money. Yeah, uh, I already uh, got the approval for my VP, so I already requested my attorney okay. to the premium. So that's just on it. Uh, and one more question uh, so 
do we um, so there is there is no there is no issue that we have to wait till we our EADs get approved in EB3 or something to file the interfiling right like to no sir there's okay. no rule that your EADs has to be approved okay thanks all next person please Pravi hi Rahul thank you for taking yes, my call so my criteria is 2017 um, in EB2 from my previous mm -hmm. employer. I joined mm -hmm. an employer in uh, 2018. So that employer, now they did a labor process. Now they're asking me to sign an agreement saying, uh, we need, you know, if I, uh, my I-140, if they file, whatever the fees for the I-140 needs to be paid for me if I leave the employer. And also if uh, they file 485, there's going to be 485 fees and I cannot leave the employer for three years. Is it valid? Should I sign the document? You're the third person to speak with me today that way. Is it? <laughs> Which company you're from? Um, yeah, it's it's a it was actually a U.S. company, but you know the Indian, um, you know, became a CEO and Pakistan became a CIO. Now they started this, and again the immigration attorneys they changed it to the starting with F. So one second, yeah. Even if I sign the document, my I-140 is approved and my current priority become prior, you know, not current, then I'll be on their hook for at least a decade. So, you know, um, that's what my concern is. How much? So they're telling you to pay the I-140 fees and the... Uh, you know, approximately $10,000. I-140 is $10,000? The the attorney is charging that much. That's what they're telling. The form... No wonder my lawyers are... They're still my lawyers. <laughs> but not my clients. <laughs> they yeah, steal my. It. They steal my. They don't steal my clients, but they steal my lawyers. Um, one thing I can tell that they can, um, if it's labor certification fees, yeah. they cannot ask you. But right. if it's an I one forty and four eight five, they can demand that money. Okay. Um, is it moral? No, but is it legal? It is legal. Is it legal? So this is an unfair advantage for an another country employee who is going to be off the hook I, in I, whatever it is, there is, we, we are not speaking about morality. Look, my wife doesn't allow meat to get into home. No matter what I speak, she says, get out. But I can't do anything about it. Okay. I say it's illegal, she says it's illegal, it's immoral. She has all the definitions. I tell all the things, no, it doesn't work. So the same thing with you. Okay. And for the H-1B also, they are asking, you know, you have to have your our company I-140 to extend your I-140. But I said it's not the case. It's legally you're not supposed to do that. But they're still right. saying... It's not about legality. It's whatever they want it to do. Okay. Really? I, I'm very surprised though. If possible, send me an email, the company name, so that we'll be aware of it. I know you said you told me the lawyer's name, uh, law firm okay. name, uh, but yep. send me the email just for my knowledge. But unfortunately, there is nothing we can do. These okay. are these those are their house rules. Okay, so I want forty fees. You know, approximately they told ten thousand dollars. Do you think is that is that the price? Which I I mean, there is nothing they say in the document is that much fees. It's just ambiguous terms. Yeah, that's that's another thing that we have noticed. Another, we received two two other people I spoke with today. They don't define what the money is there too. Um, yeah, I mean, Fragman, I don't think so. They charge $10,000 for I-140. They should be charging, including the filing fee should be less than $5,000. Okay. 
Thank you, Rahul. Okay. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Next person. Sorry about that. But yeah, you're the third person today. Next person. Morali. Yeah, hi Rahul. Thank you for helping me on this. Uh, so uh, I asked this question earlier before uh, USCIS, uh, USCIS uh, recent announcement about interfiling thing, but because of the new announcement, I'm asking the same question again. So, uh, so I moved company A to B in August 2020, and uh, my employer A filed uh, A was downgrade in October 2020, and uh, I140 approved and I got my EAD and. Uh, my wife uh, h4 ead is going to expire in february 2028 so probably she's going to use uh, her gc ead so uh, is it okay if i can do interfiling now after the gc ead has been used i mean uh, february 28th uh, the h4 so ead is going to expire so so because you use the gc ead you can still file the interfiling absolutely not a problem Okay, but uh, I'm going to use it in the future, like, I mean, after one month. So interfiling it's, may take one month. If it's not a problem time. before, it's not a problem afterwards. Oh, it's not a problem. Any kidding. Yeah. And one, one more thing. So in case if I do interfiling, can I also do uh, medicals uh, along with it? or Because uh, I, I did a FOIA with we, the US. Yeah. Uh, we are of the opinion to do it separately. The reason is that we answered this question. I want you to watch the video. We put it on that. Um, on the on the interfiling guys, please watch it. We answered hundred questions in that video, guys, of the interfiling. Hundred questions, one hundred questions. We do not advise to file the medicals at this time. If you want to do it separately, the reason is that these officers they are robots. They're only I four eight five J. That's all we need. I need to know I four eight five certain things. They see the medicals, they get confused. What <gasps> medicals? Have you seen the movie uh, Ants, where the you know they go in line, they leave Fazio. What are you going to do with it? Then there's a crisis thing that comes in. That's how the USCIS behaves. Okay, so I'll send you that uh, um, box life video to you to watch it. Next person, please. Priya, uh, hi Rahul. This is Priya. Yes, Priya. So right uh, in November uh, 2021, my H-1B got approved. So before that, over the year, uh, I was on my CPT status uh, doing my second master's. So now mm -hmm. uh, in February, I have my Dropbox appointment. Uh, this question is uh, related to the DS-160 education information. My second mm -hmm. master's is not yet completed. Probably it will be completed um, in August. So when I give the information in the DS-160, uh, should I give any end date uh, which is on the I-20 or how it should be? You are in the, in the DS-160 form though, mm -hmm. okay? You are going to just tell, um, you're going to say that you're studying right now. Yes. In the university, to present you will say. Yes. Is that what, is that the question that you wanted me to answer or anything else? Oh, my question was uh, it, regarding the end date. Should I just give an, an end date? Or, or no, no. You right now it is you are going to the universities, right? Yes. Okay. So since you're doing right now, you're going. You don't put the end date. You put present. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Then. Thank you. Watch that video. Why I told medical should not be fired with the. I-485J. It's a very nice video. Um, and they behave like that. Next person, please. 
Ranganathan? Ranganathan? Hi, hi. hi Rahul. So yes, my sir. case is, uh, I got my GC last September in EB1C, uh, but my spouse and uh, kid GC uh, 485 is still pending. So mm -hmm. if I But change, you got approved? Yeah, I, I got approved. I got my GC. Mm -hmm. uh, my question is, if I change my job now, will I have to inform anything to USCIS? Uh, Let me ask you this question. Do they have the L2 status right now? Yes, they have the L2 status. Well, it's up to you if you want to file one more green card for them. Mm -hmm. um, technically, you don't need to. That's the answer to it, though. Okay. Technically, you don't need to. There's no 485J, nothing. But if they are maintaining the non-immigrant status, though, you can file one I-130 and 485 for them separately if you want to. Under family. You see my point? Under yeah. family thing. Okay. Because okay. sometimes then you can take advantage whichever comes first. Okay. 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 But uh, my primary question, if I change my job, I got a good offer now. So if no, I change you don't, my job... You don't, you, don't need to, you don't need to inform. Okay. Thank you. I'll take the last caller, guys. Monica. And then I'll try to answer a couple of questions. Uh, hi, Rahul. I have a situation. I filed for my H4 extension in uh, last and month. Just before, Monica, um, the people who want to ask simple questions, if they can be, um, yeah, if they can, if they be answered, please post them in the chat, guys. Not you, Monica. I'm speaking to oh, the other people. Okay. Good, Monica. So, so you filed in H4, okay? H4 extension um, last year, March, and EAD extension in June. Uh, but uh, both of them expired in August. And in the meantime, in the meantime, I traveled to India and got my stamping done last month. And at the same time, I got my earlier H4 also approved. Now that I'm back to US, should I need to do anything to expedite my EAD approval or just wait for it to happen? You can try to do anything you want to, to expedite, but we haven't figured it out how they can expedite. We have no fixed way of it. You can try. Oh, no. Like, uh, is there a process that I can do? I, we, people contact the congressman. That's not working. Ombudsman, that's not working. Online request to the MI, it's not working. Service request, it's not working. We don't know of anything that is working. But you can try all these things if you want to. Uh, so the litigation is also not working now? No. Okay. We, okay. we stopped litigating. We sued USCIS as a class action. And you're a part of it too, unless you exclude yourself. And based yeah. on that, they removed the biometrics. They made some changes, but the yeah. lawsuit is still on. We haven't yeah, completed yeah. the entire thing. All right, okay. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um, let me look into these questions, guys. I'll try to answer a couple of them, at least five, six of them. Okay. Um, my mom and uh, my dad's visa has been renewed in B B1, B2 and expired in May 20. Are they eligible for Dropbox? Yes, they are eligible for Dropbox. My daughter is completing her undergraduate in less than three years. Does it affect the H-1B since it's made four years? No, 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 no. She's completing a four-year degree in three years. So she is fine. Not a problem. Good question, though. Um, can H-4 student college accept merit awards as financial aid? Yes, they can. Even though they don't have a visa, they can. Mike? Lawyer sent an incorrect copy for the USCIS during the downgrade process. Um, I-140 is still not approved. Well, you can correct it because it's not the incorrect I-140 copy that is eligible. If they have filed the downgrade application, though, you can supplement it with the correct I-140 right now by interfiling. Uh, employer is not okay to interfile on EB2. Can I? 
send an inter file by myself. No, you cannot. Um, I have, can I recapture the H1B time approved between 2013 and 2016? Present state status says revoked. Um, here's the thing, was it, it can be revoked if your employer has withdrawn the application. If the employer has withdrawn the application, you do can reinstate the H1B. You can use the unused time though. But for you to use the unused time, you must have been present in United States on H1B for at least one day, or you must have the passport stamping though. If you don't have any of those things, you may not be able to use. So if you have ever been on H1B, even if it's a revoke, revocation can happen because the employer withdraws it, revocation can happen because there is something fraud in it. If there is a fraud in it, you cannot recapture it. But if there is no fraud in it, you can recapture it. My prior date is November 10, 2010 with EB2. Uh, we filed downgrade in EB3. If your prior date is November 2010, why did you file the downgrade? You were current, you were current under EB2 in October though. So I don't understand why you downgraded it. This is for Shellish. Is there a wrong in the date? Because if you're current in EB2 and EB3, why would you do downgrade? That's like showing the nose like this. Yeah, if your employer has changed the name DBA though, yeah, it's better to send the name change information along with the interfiling. If I change my Indian address and passport, does it have any implications on the POM or H1B extension application? Zip zero will not have any implications on it. You're good. Um, Gopal has this question. My F, son's F1 is not approved before he turns 21. Um, can he continue going to college? Absolutely, he can. Thank you, guys. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. If you want to make an appointment, you can... Um, uh, Shelly, if you file 485 in EB2, what are you interfiling? I don't understand. And your prior date is September 2010. Thank you, guys, for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Send a link for appointment, uh, Sruti, for the people. You can go to RN Law Group, guys, and you can make an appointment. You can make a group. Yeah, you can make a group appointment too, where a couple of people can club together and make an appointment. And then we can, you can have private conference call just for you guys. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information, or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.